KBLA Talk 1580, happy Friedman Friday, the most comprehensive reparations conversation here on KBLA Talk 1580. All comers welcome all viewpoints, all philosophies. We are interested in generating momentum. We are interested in uplifting people that are actually doing the work and familiarizing ourselves with everything that's going on so that we can daily, weekly, hourly increase the likelihood that we can see full, real, and actual reparations uh, in this country. Today's Friedman Friday guest has been a long, long time reparations activist. She's also um, protested for... uh, black, uh, anti-racism, black people's rights and against police violence for decades. She is a community archivist who has taken thousands upon thousands of photographs of, um, protests, convenings, conferences, and concerts over the last several decades. I am talking about Molly Bell, straight out of Compton. Good morning, Queen. Rep. Reparations in memory of our ancestors. God bless morning to you, Dominique. Enjoyed you and Sherry Bell, uh, the KBLA family and delegation, and, of course, the chat room. And uh, one of our persons have already said, is this many people listening, but only a few cha- a few likes. So go ahead and hit our likes. You know we need those. And we want those. You gotta and like Dominique, Molly Bell. You gotta. If you don't like me, at least like Molly Bell. <laughs> no, I, I go places and I talk to people, and they like you. One of them even mentioned that uh, they've listened to you since ninety-two point three. Wow, uh, way back. And yeah, uh, and then of course I met you the way that I met you. But I remember I gave you pictures of yourself with you and Charlie's <laughs> Angels, you know, Steve, uh, Steve Harvey's Angels, you know. So I, I've, I've been listening to you and following you since, I guess you were a little girl. Uh, okay, because... I'll take it. I'll take it, Molly <laughs> Bell. But look, this is this is about reparations and you, not about me. So Molly Bell, you, you, um, I feel like I did a not that great job on your bio. You don't have a formal bio. Um, so Let's let's learn a little bit um, right now. Like, when did reparations first come to your attention? Uh, it came probably in, uh, I guess I met Mr. Peoples and others around uh, 1990, around the time that uh, KJL, uh, KJLH, when we went Ooh. to Africa. <laughs> no, no, no shouting out the other station. Oh, okay. I, but we, you know, know we, gotta, we got gotta, love for Stevie Wonder in his station. I'm just saying. Okay. So 1990, right. you went with Carl Nelson and the original, uh, front page crew to Africa and you met Mr. Peoples, Mr. Peoples, may he rest in peace for those who don't know was a dedicated reparations. He used to say there's nothing in life, but the truth and reparations. Right, and he had a slave ship that he had built, and uh, it was red, black, and green, and uh, it was a long, you know, what do you call those trailer trucks for those uh, uh, people who never saw flat, it? It was like a flatbed kind of thing, yeah. yeah. There you go. And uh, he traveled with it, and uh, I started attending reparation meetings uh, right about then. I had already heard about reparations, but I didn't know where no, anyone was doing it, Dominique. 
I I very seldom am the one to start it, but I will get involved and stay involved. And so I met Mr. Peoples, and and for those who didn't know, he's an awesome man. He was something else. And so we start saying that from now on, we would always begin our sentence with reparations in memory of our ancestors. And if you notice, I usually begin just like that, always because uh, from back in the day. And we've had a, a, a long time and uh, dealing with it. My One of my greatest joys is that um, I was able to, myself, Steve Taylor, Mr. Peoples, uh, we kept saying that we need to register this. So we wrote up to the Library of Congress and had it registered as reparation. What is re- reparation? It's a simple answer, repair. What is repair? Whatever. Whatever it takes to make you whole. How do we know we're not whole? The Dred Scott decisions... And everything else said that we were three-fifths of a person. I know they were counting us for something else, but I know a fraction when I see a fraction. I learned that in elementary school. So I know that three-fifths is a fraction. And uh, when you say, who should get reparation, we say, and we're not knocking uh, anybody else. And thank you, Miles, because it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Uh, who should get reparation? Dovis. Descendants of black African slaves. And I see so many people who fight this, who argue this, and say it shouldn't be this. Okay, well, let's talk about that a little bit, uh, Molly Bell, because you're talking, when you guys are having this conversation, it's the 1990s. And I know from talking to you over the years that this was a process. You guys actually had conversations of what, how should we refer to the people that qualify for reparations? And we're still having that conversation today. Um, but what, so when you say DOBA, is that something that your 1990s group of reparations activists here in Los Angeles embraced, right? Yes. Because at that time, most of the people didn't even know what reparation was, couldn't spell it, didn't, <laughs> you know, didn't care anything about it. But uh, for those, you know, we, you know, we know over 4 million Africans and their descendants were enslaved in the United States um, from 1619 to 1865. That much we know. And so uh, a lot of the immigrants that have come here to the United States, and I'm using the word immigrants, they came through a place called, was it Ellis Island? Mm -hmm, In New York, yeah. And and they were registered. They could go back and find out who they were when they came. We came on slave ships, not on the top of a slave ship, not like one of those fancy cruise ships that we used to uh, when you go, you know, out uh, on the sea, but the bottom of a slave ship. We laid in bowel movement, menstruate. I mean, it was terrible. It was terrible. So we weren't trying to say later on, well, that wasn't your family, or your family didn't do this, because when they beat us up, when they kill us, they don't ask that. They don't ask uh, our lineage. 
if you want to, of course, go ahead and look for it. Go ahead and find out, because if we were not here already, then we came. Do you know, I know you know, do, do, do our listeners know that we could put the United States of America in the, on the continent of Africa three times? Three times. That's the difference. It would fit inside it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's a bunch of points that you've raised that I want to go a little deeper on. Um, So we will. And and by the way, um, delegation, KBLA delegation and, and, you know, visitors, you're welcome to call in, weigh in, 800-920-1580. I think the top line is that you're a little, for some folks, you're confusing, Molly Bell, because you are definitely, you know, you got your African gear, you have a name that was given to you when you traveled to Ghana, an African name, and you're Afrocentric. But when I hear you talking about, in the chat, about reparations, you um, do not seem to be, you seem to be also supportive of this idea that it is a specific group of uh, black people in the United States that should get, um, that should get reparations, right? That you, you don't think that, in other words, the state of California or the U.S. government should be paying reparations to people in Brazil or people in Africa or even people who immigrated here, black people who immigrated here after, uh, you know, in, in, in the past, say, 10, 20 years? I think that every doba should get reparations. Well, that's descendant of... Black African slaves. Right. Now, when we... See, that's but that's but that's actually I mean if you break it down that is a lineage approach because you're not saying every black person you're saying specifically the descendants of enslaved Africans in this well, country. Guess, well, for me, and like I said, uh, and I don't want to be divisive. I'm saying that I don't know how even all of us can figure out who we are. I did back in the day. Uh, they had something where you send in your DNA, and my DNA said that my family, that I was from through my, on my mother's side, and that's how they do it, through your mother's, because, you know, with young, well, you probably didn't hear this, but it was always mama's baby, daddy's maybe. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we, you do your lineage through your uh, mother's, and that's what I did. And mine said that, uh, 70% or 60 to 70% was from Sierra Leone. I don't know about the slavery that came from there, but just like I'm straight out of Compton, I was born in uh, Phoenix, Arizona. So uh, how can I just sit there and just pick out that? There are those who say about President Barack Obama that uh, his father brought, you know, came here on his own. So why should he get that? Right. Well, we de- dealing with we're dealing with the vestiges. What happens when you're black? They stopped him and they would beat him up just like just like if he were Trayvon Martin or Abdullah. He he, he they we would still be treated that. I'm saying that however way we need to do it, if we agree that all of us who can prove some lineage, I guess, for those who need it that way. For me, I just know if you're black. If you're black, we are owed reparation. H.R. 40 that Congress did, well, I don't know if you're ready to go, the Dred Scott decision, uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendment of the Constitution, 
just uh, in Cobra, just so many people. How would I say, Dominique, and uh, I'm being very personal with you, the way you look and people who don't know, I don't think that they, I think that there's some folks that know you black. They don't care how you look. They don't care about that. And so I'm just saying that Dobas, descendants of black African slaves. What are you saying, Molly, about light-skinned people shouldn't get No, I'm I'm saying that they should. Uh, I know. I'm just playing with you. All right. We're going to No, go ahead, Lance, um, because continue. I'm just saying that that we as a people, we don't need to be the ones to that. When you go to court, you're considered innocent. Until proven guilty, let the givers of reparation prove we not. You're welcome to weigh in. We're talking with Molly Bell, longtime reparations activist, and uh, this is Freedman Friday. It's only right here, KBLA Talk 1580. She's reclaiming her time on KBLA Talk 1580. More first things first with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. The conversation continues right now now, now, with Dominique DePrima on First Things First. And uh, shout out to Forensic Accountant making a little donation to KBLA Talk 1580 uh, saying KBLA 1580 radio stations don't run themselves. That is true. And we thank you for that. Um, We are a startup black owned, one of only five black owned talk radio stations in the whole country and the only one west of the Mississippi it is a Freedman Friday. We're talking with uh, Molly Bell, who's been a reparations activist, she said, since she met Mr. Peoples in 1990. When you all had the conversation, the argument, uh, if you say um, you came up with descendants uh, of, okay, Dobas. Break it down again. Descendants of black American slaves. of black African slaves. Black African slaves. And, wh- I mean, when you were having that conversation, was it, was it an argument similar to what we're having now where people are saying we should be called Negroes for legal uh, standing or we should be freedmen because that's what, you know, the bill, that's the original Freedmen's Bureau, that's what the, what the 40 acres and a mule were, were meant for, or was it uh, an, another conversation? Well, we, we had basically that conversation, and that's how we came up with Dobas because if they say, well, they, well you know, well, we're Negroes or we're Africans with a K, or we're this. And so all we said is that, is a Negro a black African slave? Are you saying that that they're not? They said, no, they are. And I said, all those terms, colored people, whatever. We didn't didn't use dobas back in the day. We were called colored, trash, everything else. So it didn't matter the name. It matters who we are. And I have some friends who I'm crazy about, Dominique, and they disagree with me, but, you know, they love me so much that they'll say, well, Mama Molly, you know, and they'll say, say, and, 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 but I'm saying, but we've got to talk. I don't know. I've always thought that we would get it in my lifetime uh, because of the other, the other people who have uh, received their reparations and so I just figured that we would, you know, we would get it definitely in my lifetime and I would be able to do some things with it. But if not, what do I always say also? The struggle continues. That's what we say, a luta continua. The struggle continues. So uh, that includes everybody to me and to us. And if somebody wants to fight for 
that you could prove who you are and where you came from and that uh, lineage-based, then, of course, they're in there. And maybe, maybe the government might say, we will only give it to lineage-based. So start looking up your lineage. I mean, that's that's where pretty much where California landed with the task force. Um, and although, you know, obviously, if we stop um, slave labor in prisons, that's going to help everybody that's in prison, which we know is disproportionately black people. So even if you were not, you know, you couldn't prove your lineage, certain things you would everyone would benefit from. Um, ben Frank says the last name is the key. I'm, you know. I'm not sure because people change their last names, and but if you're talking about as part of the research, um, the lineage research, yeah, it could be. If you have the last name Hemings, no, I'm just kidding. It would actually, I guess it would be Jefferson. But um, I think, you know, you saw the struggles of Charles Ogletree, Professor Charles Ogletree, who was also an early reparations activist, and that the way they were blocked in court, right, time after time, they, the um, arguments were struck down by the courts. And I believe that's one reason why we're having this debate now where people think, you know, we need to do lineage base or we need to use specific terminology like Friedman or Negro because we've seen the um, the failures of well-organized efforts of people like Charles Ogletree in court. Yes, well, like I said, and, and for those who didn't know, I've known him. I've known him, you know, the, his, his wife was straight out of Compton also. And uh, I've got, I got to know him doing that and got to meet so many other people. I'm just saying uh, we have been the victims of random, it's only since, to me, since Rodney King, Latasha Harlan, Sharice Iverson, James Byrd, Abner Louima, Abdullah Diallo, Margaret Laverne Mitchell. These are just some of the people that we have, we have started, we've had a chance to study and see how we're being treated. A lot of us did not know what happened to us. So I'm just saying that we as a people, descendants of black African slaves, if we say, well, my family were Indians, how did they get here black? Were those indigenous people? And so I'm just saying we need to work on it. Uh, Now, I've heard people on your show uh, talk about how how hard that is. Do you think that the the elders in in the reparation space... Um, you know, the folks from places like in Cobra, um, that maybe they, they, you know, well, this should be a two-part question. On the one hand, do you think the elders in the space are giving enough credit or enough room for the younger generation of people who may be more, you know, focused on a lineage base or they may have different ideas and do you think that the young people are giving you uh, the sort of more OG, original griots in this space, at least for our lifetime, because we know there were reparations um, activists around right around during our enslavement. Do you think that um, we need to have more mutual respect and more space? Uh, do you feel like you're not being given credit? No, I, 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 I feel that... Uh, Scripture says, study to show yourself approval. 
a workman unto God, rightly divining the truth. There are people, if I ask them, remember when the German-Jewish settlement, 1952. I could go to Alaska Natives, they got it. Uh, the Sioux, the Seminoles, Chippewas, Japanese Canadians, Indian Eskimos, Indians and Eskimos, how did, you know, uh, Jewish claims of, from Australia. And the last one that I re- had a list of was, I think it was the Japanese American. They got 1.2 billion or 20,000 each. I'm just saying that why do we have to fight on that? Because maybe we'll just have to get it in drips and drafts. I'm, uh, just for those who don't know, I'm, I was 77 on the 4th of February, and this is Black Women's Month, and uh, Rosa Parks and I have the same birthday, along with a whole bunch of other folks I know. And so I'm just saying that for me, maybe I won't get it. Maybe I won't live. But if I had children, would my children get it? And if my, since I didn't have any children, and I know, and I've done my DNA, and I've done everything that I'm supposed to do, then does that go void? We just say, well, forget that. She's gone. Mm. I, think that, I think that we should always, always be on our side, always be on the black side, always stand there. And once they want to break us up, because I know that those, the people who are doing lineage, they're not, they're, 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 they're loving people. They're loving people. And those who aren't doing it, they're loving people. They love their people because it's going to be all right. And so once we just really deal with that, but sometimes we let these little things, and uh, we used to talk about, I'm sure you remember, the hidden hand. There's always a hidden hand. Hold that thought, Molly Bell. We got news, traffic, and sports right now. Then we'll continue on Freedman Fridays. Legendary reparations activist Molly Bell is my guest, and you're invited into the convo. KBLA Talk 1580. Say the quiet part out loud. KBLA Talk 1580. At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe. You're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. It is a Freedman Friday around here focusing on reparations and uh, praying on reparations and taking action. Molly Bell's been taking action since 1990 when she met the legendary Mr. Peoples, who used to drive around this this city of Los Angeles with his red, black, and green and the slave ship calling for reparations now. And, um, you you know, as you mentioned, Molly Bell, you've worked with Charles Ogletree. You've done a lot of marching, protesting, and educating around this. Um, did you ever think we would come as far as where we are right now, in, you know, this fast? I remember Dick Gregory used to say 50 years till we get reparations, and that was about 15 years ago we were having that conversation. Oh, yes, I, I've always thought that we are, we're, we are going to get, and I still say that we are. And um, it, just give, I, 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 we made a list. Of about fifteen, they're just a sentence. May I may, may I give those? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. One of the things we what first we said we want land acquisition to restore for the land taken from our ancestors, and you I I, I listened to your show. I want to hear about how how that really came out about the uh, beach, uh, yeah. land in every state. 
lifetime allowance for medical care, housing, transportation and fuel, universal health care, single homes, housing, condos and apartments, transportation, exemption from federal, state, county and city taxes for a lifetime, no interest rate. If I just didn't have to pay interest when I bought my house, when we got our car, that that would be great for reparation. Expenses paid for funerals and burial. And look at our land. And look how the the land, sometimes the funeral, the cemeteries are destroyed. And it's just not fair. Scholarships, cash allowance allocation in a lump sum, cash allocation in monthly payments. Rep- I'm almost finished. Reparation to Africa or country of our choice because not only did they take us, but they depleted our country from when they took us. Dual citizenship for African America, new trials for political prisoners, teaching African history, including the real history of slavery, funding of business, industry, corporation, creation of private schools for special training and education needs, and finally, building museums for African history, including the real history of slavery. I believe that if we give them a list, then we could start. There are some folks who just don't want to give out money, but money is not even backed by gold or silver anymore. It's called a federal note. They just print that. All they have to do is print it. It's not even backed by anything, but they get to the system of white supremacy get to put that, and that's what Dr. Francis Chris Welsing says. A lot of people say the white supremacists, they love when we say that. But we have to say the system of white supremacy because it is a system. I'm just saying that for those of us who are looking at this, because I'm one of those ones that grew up, I'm the uh, second oldest in my family. My brother was killed in Vietnam in 1966, never saw his uh, 18th, uh, his 21st birthday, and that wasn't fair. And now that I know what they was bringing from uh, uh, Vietnam, all the cocaine, and that's a whole other story for another time. But all of that happened. Watch some of the documentaries, and I spoke to, you know, the CIA director, Deutsch. But I'm just saying that we have to stand up, fight, and if we have to take it little bit by little bit, then uh, I need to, we need to do that. And what you did with the beach story. Okay, yeah, uh, you're, 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 you're jumping around to a lot of different things, so let's, let's break them down one or two at a time here, Molly Bell. Okay. Um, so you, who, um, yeah, you said a lot, a lot of things. So cash payments, um, it, that's really been a topic of conversation because the um, Legislative Black Caucus of the State of California put forth a package of bills and proposals. Some of them aren't even bills yet. They're just ideas that will become bills. And none of them include cash reparations. A lot of people were disappointed with that. Then there's one other separate um, bill, which is Senator Steve Bradford, which is establishing a Freedmen's Bureau. And the pushback from the you know, from the backlash has been lawmakers saying, well, this is just the beginning. This is just a start. We can do more. I understand that. Uh, there's a bill, you know, there's one proposal where the state should apologize. There's all kinds of other things that many reparationists are arguing aren't 
even um, reparations. They don't even qualify. I am of the opinion that you have to strike while the iron is hot. And the iron is hot now. Deficit or no deficit. You know, how do you feel, Molly Bell? Do you think that their incremental approach, you know, and just doing a few things like an apology um, is, is, is the way to go to ease people into it? Or do you think they should, co- should have come out the box or should still come out the box right now with a plan to award cash? I, I've always wanted cash first. <laughs> that was uh, that was that was always my choice. And when we would have the meetings and and our groups talking about, it, I'm saying we would fill up a, a, a up at Southwest College. Later on, we begin to fill up Southwest College with uh, Dr. David Horn. And so I'm just saying, and we would talk about the cash. But like I said, the system of white supremacy. Some of the people brought up. Can can any day say we're not using money? And right, but mine will be gone by then. But <laughs> 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 Molly Bell, Adam Milan in the chat says, "Bless him. Thank you for your brother's service to our nation." And I have to second that uh, emotion for sure. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm not good at doing the chat and and on the. Land Who can line. do that? I mean, yeah, right. Because you got your phone in your hand. You mentioned um, the the issue around Bruce's Beach. So last week we had George Fothery, who was one, the main attorney who helped the Bruce family secure that win, get their land back. And controversy erupted because he said that uh, money had gone to Kavon Ward uh, or the organization Where Is My Land. She said she had said on this show that it had not. Um, she doubled down on that after the show and said she has not, and she's on her social media saying the same thing. Um, I just want to note that on KBLA Talk 1580, we are giving people a platform, right? And so uh, there's more that I can share, that I, but I haven't done you know, a thorough enough investigation to be conclusive. Um, when I spoke to Kavon Ward, though, I will say this. She acknowledged that she had received $40,000 from the, the law offices of George Fothery. Um, she, did not, she did not consider that to be coming from the Bruce family. And so beyond that, um, I would suggest, you know, maybe hopefully we'll be able to get some further answers from the Bruce family themselves. Um, but we're going to leave that there right now and just saying these are, this is a dispute. Um, and... We will continue to cover it. I don't know if you want to speak to that, Molly Bell. Well, I just wanted to say thank you because whenever there's a, uh, especially on KBLA where we listen, whenever they talk about reparation, uh, some of my friends, you know, will text me or call me and say, well, did you hear what happened? You see, that's why we can't do this. And I said that, first of all, it's good to know my mother baked cakes. And then she would make a little one, and she called it a sample. Sometimes we have to see what happened with the sample. Sometimes we have to see how this is going to work out. Now that we could see that, that, but KBLA, that's progressive. And I say that I'm progressive if the root word of progress means progress. So I'm progressive if, it's, if that's, what I, that's the way I see it. Then you, it is your job. It is your duty. It is your responsibility 
to tell us all the sides, and then they could go ahead and, and they get to tell their side, and it don't cost them anything. They get to come on here free. So I thank KBLA, Tavis Smiley, and yourself, and I hope they didn't say anything ugly about you because <laughs> I know some of, some of the folks that, that's in the chat room, uh, you know, they would go off, and we don't want none of that. So uh, just let them say it, but you have to give both sides. Yeah, and I, and I try to give a platform. Um, you know, I'm not always able to instantly investigate everything everyone is telling me, so I'm just telling you what folks are saying. Um, and Chad in the chat, speaking of the chat, uh, Molly Bell brought up that um, Senator Stephen Bradford, who really has been on the cutting edge, in my opinion, as far as the um, reparations task force uh, goes, did, um, did uh, propose... Um, SB 1331, you're right about that, which would um, require the controller to take excess funds, surplus funds, in other words, unspent money from the general fund, of which we expect there to be none this year because we have a huge budget deficit, but it would go forth into future years to be set aside into a reparations fund. That is true. And Ann Bradford's the same one who has um, proposed a Freedmen's Bureau. But beyond that, there is no mechanism at this time to fund reparations or disperse them. Um, and so that's a good point, Chad. The bill would require the controller to transfer transfer from the special fund for economic uncertainties to the fund for reparations and restorative justice, an amount equal to 6% of transfers for the, from the general fund to the special fund uh, for economic uncertainties. In other words, 6% off the top uh, would go to a fund for reparations, which we assume would eventually build up and then be um, dispersed. But, you know, all of those all of those pieces still have to be put in place. Uh, we're talking with Molly Bell straight out of Compton, 800-920-1580, 800-920-1580. If you've got something to say about it, we're talking reparations in a comprehensive conversation on KBLA Talk 1580. More of First Things First with Dominique DePrima when we come forward. Your ancestors' favorite radio station. Radio station. And your favorite morning show host. Let's get back to Dominique DePrima right now. Right now. Right now, Molly Bell, I'm sure you remember this. There was a time when any news in the mainstream press about reparations would have been, you know, so amazing that we would have all been paying attention. Now there's so much that we are losing track. And to me, that is a sign of momentum. The city of Evanston, their reparations committee announced uh, that, uh, you know, last year that around this time that they had already distributed a million dollars. Um, you know, Bradford's bill, which the, the problem with the, the um, SB 1331 is that it's the way it's set up now, it's meant to support reparations policies, but it's not, it, it, well, I guess one of those policies could be cash distribution, but that that policy hasn't arrived yet. So, so far, it would just support the kinds of things that lawmakers have already put in place. What are we missing here, Molly Bell? I mean, as someone who took up the ball, this, this caused, you know, grabbed the ball and ran with it when people probably thought you were crazy, it was considered a fringe issue. Nobody ever considered it something that we would actually be pondering on a national level. What do you think we're missing at this moment? I think that the only thing that we're missing is how to support what is. 
you can always say, uh, just and I'm using this as an example, they're going to give us some land, just, just, just for an example. Then uh, you get to say, yes, that's great. Now, when do we get our money? When do we get the free <laughs> education? You, you just add to it. But when you say, "Oh no, I don't want no land. I, I'm not going to do. I'm not going." Then, then, then all, all the all the uh, bad guys—they're looking for us dissension. They're looking for us to not stand together. We are a united people. We love each other. I love my people, and I'm just saying we need to stand together because they come here to destroy, to hinder, to tear down, and to break us up. And I'm not going to let nothing like that break us up. So whatever bills they come up with, I'm going, all right, that is great. Uh, when were we going to do this <laughs> one? You know, but, 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 but if we argue all the time, how, how are we going to get anything done? They like us to fight. They want us to be against each other. But that's not where I am, and I'm not asking everybody to be where I am. If I were strong enough, I wouldn't ask. I would demand. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, but Malcolm and Martin differed, you know what I mean? Um, the Arguments, disagreements, and different schools of thought within uh, black activism circles are nothing new. I remember my dad and James Baldwin used to go at it, but James Baldwin, you know, my dad did the most beautiful um, eulogy at Mr. Baldwin's funeral. Um, it, it doesn't mean we don't love each other because we're disagreeing. I think we're doing it, I hope we're doing it out of love. I know there's some trolls, and I know there are some plants. For sure, the reparations movement has um, people who don't have black people's best interests, just like the Black Panther party and and every other significant movement has had infiltrators and people who you know are there to distract us but to me sincere disagreement and critical dialogue is not a bad thing is it no no it's it's always good to have a good discussion to ask questions uh to come up with things but what we have to do is say what is the bottom line the bottom line is repair. And for us, for, for, for Mr. People's Group and us back in the 90s, what is repair? Whatever. That's a, that's, a good, that's a good word. Whatever it takes to make us whole. So if all of a sudden they say, well, all we're going to do is we, we'll give all any children born after the 60s, we'll give them free education. That, oh, wow, we get to say, that is great. And we go ahead and get that. And then we said, so, so, so when do I get my no interest? <laughs> you just, we, I, we're You're saying, but, you know, like layer on top, on top, on top, on top. Let's go to Steve calling us from the state of Texas, uh, Molly Bell. Hi, Steve. Hello, Miss Molly Bell. Hey, hi, hello, Dominique. Hello, Miss Molly Bell. Steve Taylor. Steve Taylor. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Mr. Peoples, and you guys used to have the, uh, or maybe you still do, the annual reparations day. Uh, well, you know, I moved to Texas, so we I kind of uh, we kind of dissolved that, but but Ruff still has it. Uh, my understanding is they they still do it every uh, every uh, March. So, but I just wanted to yell at Miss Molly and tell her to continue the, the work. And uh, boy, I'm I'm 100 percent behind her, and. Between her and Mr. Peoples and Miss Mary Randall, they were my 
my mentors when I first got into the reparations movement, and uh, they taught me so much. And uh, one of the things that I really loved to do was every time I had a speech, I would uh, uh, let Miss Molly Bell and Miss Mary uh, Randall hear the speech before I even uh, uh, presented it to the public. Oh, Steve, thank you for calling. Thank you for all that you have done. Uh, you were the chair. I, I, I was in it, and uh, but I did the agendas and other things. But Steve Taylor was the chair. I didn't want to start naming names because when you do, you're going to forget somebody right. and they're going to say. So it's what I say. See, I didn't name him, but he spoke up for himself. Yeah. But no, I just, I just, I just wanted to say thank you, Miss Molly. Believe me, because uh, some of the things that uh, we went through and, and did as a group, uh, a lot of people would have just stepped aside and and uh, did something else. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you for the testimonial, Steve, and uh, it's great to hear your voice. Okay, I'll see you soon. All right. Molly Bell got the phone ringing. Cindy out of L.A., you're on with Molly Bell. Hi, Cindy. Yeah, hi. Um, thank you, KBLA, for taking my call. You know, I like to just stay on the solutions, and, and I want to thank you, Molly Bell, because I've been hearing you for over 20 years, um, since, you know, with the reparations. So thank you for all your service as well. And, Dominique, I'd like to start off by saying we have made some movements, and I, I'm so grateful for Bradford, Camila Moore, you guys. However, I do want to say the action starts when we start that open enrollment. And I think we should just keep focusing on that enrollment. And then, you know, you have to bring your birth certificate, sign up with the county, the DMV, anybody to prove that you are that lineage, that blackness, you know, that you're living as a black person. You don't get to just come in and just say that, you know, I'm this, this and that. So I think once we start that enrollment, get that land and those benefits going, our, our bronze card <laughs> on those benefits. And that's a, we, we, I, I'm just excited that that's going to start. And I do appreciate because I know that Bureau has to get started in order to, um, to, to set the tone. You know how you always get a temple. You always start somewhere for your people to meet. So I do appreciate everything, Dominique and Molly Bell, but I do think that we need to start enrollment. And we also need to establish some hotlines for the stuff that's happening to us now. Mm, interesting. Yeah, I can't go wrong with the hotline. Molly Bell, you had requested uh, the conversation with Attorney Carrie Harper around the judges, and uh, Attorney Harper is asking if you can stay on with us. Sure. You know, I, I, I love the phone. Okay, so, uh, but right now we got <laughs> news, traffic, and sports, so give me your, your uh, wrap-up on Freedman Friday. How do we contact you? You know, I know you're active on socials. Yeah, my name is Molly Bell. And I have, just go to Molly Bell, the one that say works at the post office, and you could reach me there. I have a landline, 310-639-5441, cell phone, 310-753-3562. All the Facebook, I have emails and all like that, but I don't always check those. And then you could always get in touch with uh, Dominique, and she knows, and Attorney Carrie Harper, I can't wait to hear her and her picks. All right, we got news, traffic, and sports, and then we're pivoting. But don't forget, every Friday we're here, Friedman Fridays. We got all comers, all philosophies, all organizations. This is KBLA Talk 1580.